Yo, yo, yo! Welcome back to another episode of High Minded with McCarter. I'm your host, McCarter, and I'm also here with my amazing co-host, SK. Hey, hey, what up? On this episode, we talked to Danny Fontaine. She is a pioneer in the hemp industry involved with some of the first farms, including the one that created Cherry Wine Genetic. Yeah, she has her own CBD company. She basically does works with all types of hemp, like everything you can do with the plant. I feel like she has her hand in like she talks about hemp genetics and why they matter with getting CBD, uh, CBG and other cannabinoids out of those strains. Yeah, hemp based super conductors. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Hemp is now we talked about how hemp is now being used to make batteries. Yeah. It's so revolutionary. Like, oh, it just really enforced to me of why this plant is the future to me. Absolutely. Yeah. And how it can heal the world. Yes. Um, And yeah, it's just amazing to talk with her as she feels like she's an advocate and voice for the plant, for the cannabis plant herself. So I think that's really incredible just to speak with someone from that perspective. And I learned so much as as always. <laughs> yeah, this episode, I think we both kind of came out like felt like therapy and that we talked so much about energy and healing and um, just the beauty of hemp. Yeah, she brought these really cool um, hemp crete samples in that we got to like touch and feel and even put a torch to one for yeah. like a minute just to show how it's basically like they're completely non-flammable or flame retardant. Is, flame retardant, yeah. Is the phrase. And hempcrete is also antifungal, crack proof. It can drain, like the water can drain through it. So if you're using hempcrete yes. um, in, as concrete, it doesn't crack or anything yeah, or in replace replace concrete in yeah place of concrete <laughs> yeah in, in like instead of yeah that's, um but yeah it was mind-blowing this episode i just i really hope that everyone can take something away that they learned from this episode and also send it to a friend to learn something and that would really help us grow yeah absolutely and if you're trying to build your own house um contact danny fontaine on instagram yes um, if you're trying to build your own hempcrete house grow your own house grow your yeah. own, yes so you can actually grow your own hemp yeah two acres of hemp equals a thousand square feet of house there it is so um, really interesting stuff so yeah thank you everyone for listening this is episode 21 ah Super excited with how far we've come and all that is to come in the future. And you can always follow along with all of my journey and crazy shenanigans at McCarter Gets High on Instagram. And then our podcast page is at High Minded Pod. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy this episode. Stay high. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of High Minded with McCarter featuring SK, my co-host. Hello, hello. This week, we are talking with Danny Fontaine, the amazing hemp queen. Welcome. Thank you. Hello. I Hi. am so, so, so happy you're here. This is like the fifth, fifth time trying? Fifth. Yeah. Maybe even sixth. Well, yeah. welcome again. You. Can you just start off by saying your kind of your life's journey and what led you to cannabis and hemp and what you do now. Yeah. Okay. How um, did you become the hemp queen? Yeah. Well, okay. So 
I'll get to my story in just a second. I always have to correct people about the queen. Oh, okay. oh I'm sorry. Because the plant is the queen. Oh, you're right. True, true. Okay. I'm okay. just an offspring. Mm. Yes. We're just like interconnected and stuff. But, I love but that. But she – I always like to give um, – I'm a huge plant person. So I like to give the respect specifically to the cannabis plant because I've worked with her for like for so long. I so admire um, that. But – She's definitely the she's the queen. But thank you though for that. <laughs> well, you're um, the princess. Yes, then. I will definitely take that um, for sure. But sh- so I mean, man, I've been smoking weed since I was 12. I just have loved it always. Yep. Um, I started hustling when I was like 16. No way. Um, I was raised in New Mexico. Oh wow. And I graduated high school from California. So okay. I moved to California when I was about 14, and. Um, I just fortunately had a family that supported my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I like didn't really have to have a job or anything. Mm-hmm. So uh, my curious self found my way into the weed industry. Sure. Because I was like, I want money. Yes. <laughs> and I smoke weed. So like, what is going on? You know, I like put the two and two together and I started hustling. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, tw- when I'm 20, I got pregnant. Um, I was living in California. I moved to uh, where I had my son, which was in New Mexico. Then I had moved up to Colorado. I'm from Colorado. I was born here. Oh, okay. So I've moved around. I came back with my son, established here in 2008. Okay. And in 2008 was actually the year that um, licenses were just being released for the medical marijuana industry sure. here in Colorado. Okay. Perfect timing. Fucking divine. Um, so <laughs> divine. Divine timing. Let me just tell you, everything I have done is very divine. That's why I feel oh, very connected. So you just, you know, just know that everything is divine. Mm-hmm. I mean, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing unless we had already had an agreement to do what we are doing. So back in 2008, I got um, my dad gave me $500 and a pound of weed. Wow. And he was like, What a good dad. <laughs> great dad. <laughs> He was like, you should probably go do something professional with your life, meaning go get a license, go make something with the weed industry because I know you're hustling. Wow. Actually, I worked with my dad, so he knew exactly what I was doing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And uh, so all very family interconnected. <laughs> and so I went and got a license. I had my mom become my business partner. I got an edible license at the time. And because Wait, I was what, like, sorry, what age were you at this point? I was 21. 21. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah, I was 21. Okay. Yeah. Shit. So this was um, the year that I had birthed my son. My, my son was born in May and I had moved to Colorado and I applied and we'd gotten the license. I think it was November, end of December okay. um, in 2008. Wow. So you were one of the first people. We were the actual second license, edible license holder in the whole state. Oh wow. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. I can't remember who the first was. It was... Uh, was it? It was a branch within uh, Mile High Distribution. I can't remember the name of the company, but it was a woman. It was a female. Okay. Oh, man, she was around for many years. I don't know what happened to her, but she was really awesome. Oh. Um, really good food, too. But we had the second license, so we started distributing. Um, it was all based on, like, health and nutrition. My mom's a holistic nutritionist. Okay. So all of the food was very – it was conscious of, like – people already being sick uh-huh. to not put more sick things in them. Right. You know, like so a was, sugary. Yeah. Like All of our <laughs> line was more um, savory. Oh, so we okay. did like crackers. We did like um, salsas. We did That's different so types cool. of like food for people to actually prepare and things like that. So they could wow. look 
eat. Um, and then we also did a few sweets, but you know, we did the whole line was more like we did protein bars mm, and things like wow, that. Wow, that's so smart. So fast forward to 2012. Um, that was the year that all of the licenses started to uh really change as far as like legislative and having to team up with um, other companies that were in business, like Grows had to team up with storefronts and right. or edible companies had to team up with Grows yeah. um, mm -hmm. to have this like crossover, um, like trait, like track and trace right. program, which was started in 2012. Mm -hmm. Was that with like the 7030 law? Yes. Or whatever? Okay. Yes. And it was a fucking headache. So my mom and I, we were like, over the industry because yeah. people are assholes. Yep. And we realized that really the people in the beginning of the age, which was 2008 to 2000, they were mostly hu like hustlers like myself, but yeah. they were like pretty intense. Like, you know, I'm good minded, good willed. Yeah. I'll make sure you have your ex exact pounds. I'll make sure the money's there right. type thing. Other people are not, You're not trying good willed to like, and good cheat anyone out of anything. Exactly. <laughs> But the industry started getting a lot of those people. Mm -hmm. So 2012 was good because it sifted out quite a bit of that. Oh. Um, but at that time, my mom and I were like, well, we don't really want to move forward with these people. Let's kind of get out of the industry. And so she was out. She was like, I'm, I'm out. Sell the company. I fortunately was friends with the owner of Chibachus. His name's James. Oh. Um, I don't know if he's still the owner. I think he is. Um, but back then he, uh, was the owner and I made a business deal with him and he bought, um, our rest, like three of our recipes oh. Oh, nice. from my company, which helped us shut down the company and get royalties from what he was producing. Oh, okay. what a smart idea. It was a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> and we got out of the industry, which was an even better idea because yeah. it just was getting very, uh, regulatory and it was just like they were just changing all the time yeah and it just totally. why go through that headache until like it would be so much better to go in now when things are steady when it's steady everything's changed everything's set yeah. you know like there was literally a new Shit, law yeah, almost like later. every literally <laughs> it, it was like every month it was new things or new regulations or this or this was being proposed or that and it was like fuck you know yeah. like this is really hard to keep up with right and now time for a quick commercial break. MJ Arsenal makes small and reliable mini glass rigs and bongs for at home or your next adventure. They also make seasonal rigs. I absolutely love my Valentine's Day set with a champagne spinner cap. It is the cutest pieces and they're less air equals more flavor, so you get more out of your oil. They've also been featured in Forbes, The New York Times, Newsweek, and more. You can check them out at mjarsenal.com and use code McCartergetsHigh to save. So I got out of the THC industry. Um, the next year, a good friend of mine, his name's Ryan Laughlin, this was 2013, um, he went out into his field. He's a farmer. He went out into his field and planted hemp. It was not regulated, um, but it was not illegal. 
Right. You know? Yeah. It just was not regulated. Yeah. yeah. So he went out and he planted, I think it was 10 acres. Oh, wow. And was like, Whoa. and was like, fuck you, literally said, fuck you, feds. Come and get me mm-hmm. if you want to. Literally said, like, fuck you, yeah. feds. Yeah. And Love. so, and I was like, okay, so he's ballsy. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Ryan. And so he's Sticking out there. Sticking to the man. Fight yeah. fight. Yeah. I love that. I have so much respect for that. He's a fucking awesome dude. And so he's out there doing this. Comes harvest time, nobody shows up. We applied for the license, my dad and I, because it needed to then the next year be regulated because mm-hmm. they put in regulations because okay. everybody caught on. And they're they're like, like, oh, shit, this guy's planting hemp. We need to regulate it. <laughs> There's 10 acres of hemp right there. Yeah. So 2014 was the first year that they actually released hemp growing licenses and that was the Whoa. the first year that um my dad and i had so so wait f- is that state or federal so <laughs> federally it was illegal still okay before the farm bill before of 2018 yes okay so wow. so we we were planting under the state reg okay so, right, that's where it's like it's legal, but it's not illegal. Yeah, it's like, not exactly. That's why the feds are the ones being tempted. Right. Like and them. that's why Kentucky couldn't plant 2014 is because they got their imp- – the seed that they had imported, uh-huh. it was held by the feds. Oh, okay. From Our shipment came in. commerce. Yeah. Okay. We had the right hustler okay. to hustle Amazing. <laughs> that's what hustlers do. Yes. <laughs> Is we have the routes. They're not going through the proper channels. <laughs> They're not going through. Exactly. We go through the proper channels. Yeah. So we got our seed, and we were the first crop of the whole United States successfully planted and harvested. We only did 2.2 acres. But Wow. Because <laughs> nobody knew what we were doing. Nobody knew what the fuck we were doing. People we would drive by and be like, is that weed or Yeah. Not? Oh, no, no. We had people. So this was in Sterling, Colorado, which is out in the middle of nowhere. And even there, we had people driving from all over, mm. coming there, taking pictures, oh. stealing plants from the field. We had to get security at one point because oh we're like, gosh. dude, you guys are stealing our fucking crop. This is hemp. Like, <laughs> stop stealing our crop. Yeah. Like, we'd have, like. And now they have signs, I, I know. Totally. That it's like, this is hemp. There's no THC. We, we had the first sign up because. Really? The, wow. The, you more pa- stories You come. paved the way. We for- paved the way of everything. Oh, my gosh. So the first. But, but okay, so the first harvest we had, it was in 2014, and it was like the first NOCO event. You know what yeah. NOCO is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was friends with Kate Curley cool. for a while and cool. knew Kate and Morris. Morris. Yeah. yeah. So the, the whole NOCO thing basically started with that because there was nothing – prior to that there was nothing to like celebrate you know yeah. what i'm saying like yeah. live in person right so it was like a live event and so they picked up that live event basically of ours and started doing events wow. which wow. which was awesome because i wasn't gonna do that shit <laughs> it's way too fucking difficult for me the first year you know i was like <laughs> fending off people trying to take your yeah. plants like yeah. there's other stuff happening there's other shit going on yeah, you can't <laughs> you know? plan an event yes yeah i can't plan it i can't sell <laughs> things here um so that all went down that was fantastic it was a great growing lesson we had no buyers there was no industry we just farmed for fun i was basically. gonna say what'd you do with all the crop so with all the crop we donated it Oh, wow. So I donated it some to myself uh-huh. um, because I went and started a, a brand. It's called Nature's Root, which yes. I'll talk about in a, in a while. Um, so started Nature's Root because I was like, fuck, uh, well, 
Well, so we had so many interviews at that point. I didn't want it to be for the industry a failure because I was like, fuck, this is if if the one farm that harvested didn't do good the first year, no farmer's gonna wanna plant hemp. Yeah. No yeah. farmer. If they see this isn't successful, no farmer is going to want to plant hemp. It's like this 2.2 acres is going to ruin it it's for everything. the rest of the country. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, fuck. So we we made made of it. And so we donated half of it was to a paper project. And it was to a company that's actually based out of Fort Lepton um, and uh, Pure Hemp Technology. And they did paper trials. Um, they made different types of paper and tissue paper, toilet paper out of the hemp stocks. Epic. Yeah. Which was so cool because they're the only ones out of the industry that had that technology at the time. The other part of the the crop that we donated, we donated to a company that, uh, studied and made hemp supercapacitors and hemp supercapacitors (laughs) are tiny fibers, the size of your pinky nail. Okay. They're little graphene plates, okay? And they're strains of this fiber. Whoa. So we have a bag of hemp that she's opening here. So you have It looks like hay. It does. So you have these strains, okay, like this. But they're laid like this and then like this, Mm -hmm. okay? Graphene, okay? okay? It's laid a specific way, okay? And then it conducts energy a thousand times more efficiently than the current graphene battery. What the fuck? Whoa. <laughs> a thousand times. Even the battery problems are going to be fixed with hemp? I love yes. this. Okay. So wow. we donated half our crop to that company. And the doctor, his name is Dr. Milton. Um, you guys can look him up. He is phenomenal. He's out of Canada originally. Um, he's in New York now. He patented the process of hemp supercapacitors. Wow. Through the study of our stocks, which was really, really cool. Oh my God. <laughs> so um, that was donated. The Did you get any like royalties again? No. Because it was no. your. Oh, no, it was damn good. It. I know. <laughs> fuck. But you know, it's all in the great, it's all in the right. great thing. It's spreading. So, and that's what knowledge. I had to learn. Like, I really thought every time I wasn't getting a piece of something that I was a part of, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Totally. That you were being drained. That Yeah. I was like, I was like, like taken from. Yeah. Like, this is so unfair, yeah. you know? And as a like, female. Where's your, where's your equity? Where's my, your yeah. yeah. But as a female too, around a male dominant industry, totally. I thought I was being like specifically pointed at. Like yeah. you're a female, you're little, you don't have a strong voice. Yeah. You know, like all these things that I thought in my head I wasn't good enough for was really like, all this self-hatred that I had towards myself and targeting I had towards myself, wow. which then really amplified how is how I was being treated, uh-huh. you know? And 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 how because now, I mean, it's just it's just shifted. How you hold yourself and how you present yourself in businesses all has to do with self-love. Yes. If you don't love yourself enough, you'll be stomped on, trampled on, and and lost. Yes. In, I as 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 a, as a, as a well. business owner, mm-hmm. you know, like if you're trying to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. I mean, if you're trying to work for someone, fuck, dude, that's awesome. You know, at times I'm like this entrepreneurial life is not for me, you know? <laughs> and it's so hard, but like 
I could never at the same time work for someone. Totally. Oh, yeah. So it same. is for me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> same. I'll, I'll endure it. But some people are totally okay with working for people. I know. And yeah. again, that's their purpose. That's their that's their order. That's what they need to be doing. That's that's yeah. their shit. That's how they mm-hmm. give. To that's the how they give us. to us. That's how, you know, to the collective. That's their yeah. vibe. Wow. So, um, so anyways, the, the first uh, crop was that. The seed in 2014, we had just harvested our first CBD crop. My boyfriend, Bodhi, um, partner of 12 years. So originally, because I was doing hemp, I've been in the cannabis industry for a long time. I knew genetics very well. Bodhi, he was breeding THC genetics. Um, that was his business that he did when we met. Okay. Um, he was growing. I had my edible business, um, which was called Tasty Yummies at the time, and that was the one that I sold to Cheapa Chews. Okay. Um, so we had met – the way that we had started dating, I started buying hash from him oh. um, to put into my edibles. Okay. And that's kind of how uh, we, like, started our, our relationship on a serious term. Okay. And um, throughout that process, I was like, okay, Bodhi, I need a grower to get me some seeds popping. I was like, this is CBD seeds. This mm-hmm. is different. I'm sorry. It's not THC. Yeah. I was like, but I promise it's going to be big. Like, just let's grow it. Yeah. We can sell seeds. We can do 10 seeds for $100. <laughs> That's how I was. This was, okay, was 10 seeds for $100. Fuck. We can do 10 seeds for $100? Fuck. Let's do it. So we started selling the first batch of cherry wine, F1s. Wow. Okay. In genetics, okay, F1s is a big deal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to take the time, but people that know listening, so they were F1s. We sold F1s. Um, there were companies in Oregon, like Oregon CBD and certain other companies, mm-hmm. Charlotte's Web, oh, different companies big people. that had gotten a hold of our genetics. Did they buy them or did they? Well, Oregon CBD bought a 10 pack. Okay. okay. But from their 10 pack, they created a whole line of New seeds. Genetic, yeah. yeah. And wow. so anyways, that was a massive drain. Wait, so is that le- like is that legal to do? So it was. Okay. And it is because you can't patent seeds. Yeah. Okay. You can't patent anything that is of the earth. Mm-hmm. Wow. You can patent uh, a genetic makeup within the plant. Okay. But you can't patent that plant. Okay. You can do I a sequence. See. Okay. So, like, if that genetic has a specific type sequence, great. You can patent that sequence, but fuck, you put that plant with something else or in a different element or in a different, mm-hmm. you know, environment, and that sequence changes, it's gone. Yeah. So wow. it's hard to patent something that's constantly so easy to change. Um, and that's why the industry as a whole has had such a hard time being able to track and trace genetics specifically. Mm-hmm. And... I really feel the THC industry is so much more respectful of people's hard work and art than they were in the CBD industry when we launched. Okay. Because people just took it and saw it as that business opportunity versus someone's time dedicated to growing a specific genetic, mm-hmm. which is what they do in THC. Right. You know, like um, cookies. I you was know? just going to – I was like literally thinking of all the cookies. Yeah, genetics. like everybody – oh my God, cookies. Like it's Mm -hmm. specific genetics. You know what I'm saying? It's, you know, people like all they want to do is grow. They give them credit Mm -hmm. for creating a type of genetic. Right. Do you really think he created all those genetics? No. Exactly. (laughs) 
His ass probably took fucking this seed and this seed, bred it one time. Okay, here you go. Boop. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is match it with something else. Change yeah. it just a little different. Yeah. And oh, that's my strain. So you just know? do like one cross. One cross. And it's okay. And and you can tell the sequence versus putting time into it. So when you have like more stable genetics, F2s, F3s, when it's stable mm-hmm. versus F1s, flip it, switch it, something so light can change it. Do you okay. get what I'm saying? So, so it'll like really easily have a new phenotype? Like... Yeah, it's just more stable the more that okay. it's bred. Yeah. Okay. So you stabilize it as you breed it. Got it. it like solidifies, like yeah. wears that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, uh, whoa. I don't know really how to say it, but I it just makes it a better is... plant every time you breed it that specific genetic. Okay. Okay. You know, and just makes it more stable, more consistent. Right. You know, every single that, time. Like, so you have like five cherry wine. Mm-hmm. And then I thought people will like, growers will like then pick the best one exactly. out of that. Yeah. And then it just makes it like, more then take cherry those wine. seeds. And then is that an F2? Like, so that would be seeds from the f1 what they would do is they would take those seeds and grow them that would be your seed for f2 oh okay okay i got it yeah this makes more sense (laughs) yeah so you got to grow that seed in order for and then harvest that seed to have your f2s f3s you know okay it's just every cycle bred more okay got it yeah so anyways we released f1s Everybody got a hold of them. Everybody was able to twist them right. very easily. Um, you can really tell our phenotypes when you see the – one of the original things is like that little pink frost. If you guys have seen the CBDs with yeah. the pink buds, yeah, that was originally yeah. ours. So mm. that you can tell in anybody's plant, that was ours. Like we bred that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so if that genetic or if that trait is in any plant out there of the CBD world, of cherry specifically, a cherry line – that mm-hmm. would be it from us. And now time for a quick commercial break. MJ Arsenal makes the cutest mini rigs and bongs for dabs, flower, joints, and more. Their mini rigs have less air, which gives you more flavor so you can get more out of your oil. Check them out at mjarsenal.com and use code McCartergetsHigh. Well, I have a specific question, Danny, a little bit more with yes, like... sorry. Oh, no, I'm you're... A, I'm a rambler. No, 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 you're fine. No, you're amazing. Yeah, you're doing so great. I'm learning so much. Well, I do... I just still feel like there's so many misconceptions, and I don't even fully understand the differences between hemp and cannabis. Oh, okay. And how cannabis will have... Well, see, they both have THC. So and it's so, all the same. So it's like hemp is cannabis and cannabis is hemp. It's just an yeah. arbitrary distinction so by the government. It's just how it much is. THC is in it. One hundred percent. So it's like okay. if you if you so cannabis <laughs> is its sole, it's its own plant. Mm-hmm. We got cannabis as the plant, and and then we have all of the compounds, which are you know THC, CBD, all the compounds. Mm-hmm. Then you have the terpenes mm-hmm. and the flavonoids. Yeah. Okay. So we have like these wonderful things that make up the plant. But it's all the plant. Just like how we have, um, you know, say you have five, six different kids in your family. It's the same thing with cannabis. Phenotypes. Yeah. Yeah. One mama may have this, but this little baby may not have that exact type compound. Right. You know, but it's still from mama cannabis. Right. Just because it doesn't have that exact same compound don't mean that it's not cannabis. And the only thing, the reason why everybody's confused and the reason why the government got us so well (laughs) is because they named it two different things. Right. That's why I'm like, 
They named it's they, the same they thing. They got us. They trapped us. Yeah, it's they, a sliding they mentally scale fucked us like. with. Okay, this they literally made up the word marijuana. Mm-hmm. First of all, talk about a made up word. Yeah. They made that yeah. racially proven too. Yeah, mm-hmm. completely pushed to put the black man away. Yep, mm-hmm. back in the thirties to try drugs. and scare. Yeah. yeah, it was a whole push. So. A PR they, push, yeah. if you will. And that's what COVID is. It's a PR push. Yep. That's why we are where we are. I mean, if people don't understand that that's how cannabis got fucking uh, taken off of out of our whole reality is what they're doing right now, propaganda, I just, I just want to hug you and say this is what's happening because this is exactly what's happening. This is exactly how they scared people. They're scaring people yeah. to put them in a box. Yeah. And to segregate us To more. segregate us. And to, it's it's the it's exactly what they did with cannabis. They just amplified it now to humans. Identity politics. It's yeah, like, it's wow. just the worst. Um, but again, it's all divine. <laughs> we need it. We need to get bad in order to get good. So we really had to lose everything wow. in order to be able to expand and advance where we're going. It yeah. may seem rough now, but like when we get there, it'll be awesome. Yeah, you it's know. Like, yeah. Yeah, we're we're there. We're in the process of moving there. But the difference between the two is nothing. It's 0.3 would be above. They consider it THC right. just to fuck us. Mm-hmm. Um specifically for growing purposes because it is so hard mm-hmm. in the CBD world to hit point t- 0.3 THC yeah. consistently. Right. Yeah. On a large scale. Yeah. I'm like, sure they're like really fucking us with that one. Yeah, if we even did 0.6, like- dude, we'd be winning. If they even give really? us up to point six, that point three is so, so determined upon the heat. Wow, it's so determined upon this the heat. Wow, uh, yeah, yeah. That's I just crazy. like it, so like, the hotter hot, it is, yes. the more the quicker it advances. Wow, well, cool. Climate change is coming right. Yeah, now, and if you, if you don't <laughs> harvest, yeah, <laughs> so frustrating. Oh man. Oh, God. But good though, because hemp is going to help absorb all the carbon. So. Yeah, totally. I know. Yes, which is awesome. Which will the bring us to the hempcrete. Yes, I yeah. was just going to yes. say. Now we got to go to hempcrete yes. because, like, that's the main reason yes. I had you on. We need to tell the people why hempcrete is the future and why everyone needs to build everything with hempcrete. Oh, because it's just listen. We over, listen up <laughs> over in Europe. There are millions of buildings that. Um, have been built and have been around for thousands of years, um, hundreds of years that are not damaged. And what happens with hemp Crete over time is the hemp actually petrifies the lime. What? Okay, so you were saying right before we started recording that hemp Crete is three ingredients. Yes. Okay. Hemp, lime, and water. Okay. Yes. Wow. And we have a sample in front of us, um, and it's sturdy for wait, sure. Yeah, you can punch it. Lime. Wait, what <laughs> type of lime? Uh, Not like, like lime juice from like a fruit. No, like limestone. <laughs> limestone. Yes. Yeah, okay. and a specific type. Um, there are different grades, um, like for concrete that are used. Okay. Um, it's the same with hemp. This specific Whoa. one is a, a blend that is my friend's blend. His company is called Hemp Ecosystems. Ooh. And this blend is from Europe. Um, it's specifically made uh, for hempcrete building. I'm going to take building. a picture of this for you guys. Um, go. It's oh, so notes. dusty. Just good, be that's very okay. careful. Oh, yeah. Good call. We need to document and put it on the Insta. Yeah. So I've, I've heard about this uh, concrete shortage that yes. – um, is being foretold and wait first of all what is in 
regular concrete? Um, concrete is lime and sand, um, okay. sometimes glass. Right. Okay. But also sand shortage. Yeah. But it's also chemicals. They also put, it's like, it's of like, how, it's like how it's broken down. Um, it's like the chemical release. Okay. Concrete is the most toxic element that we can put on on our planet what? like and it's everywhere on it you know like sitting on it it's yeah. the most toxic thing great work humans. so is this more breathable it is and okay. actually if it were to rain it would go through it absorb so oh. this would like expand like you wouldn't see mm-hmm. it expand but it would like swell mm-hmm. almost kind of and let the water drain through okay get swole yeah it gets swole <laughs> for sure yeah, wow. but it's also fire retardant. So it would it takes so on an average two and a half hours for the fire to even start uh, charcoaling. Wow, which is surprising because it looks wow. like hey, it looks um, like it would be very so, flammable. Yeah, do you have a torch? Oh. oh, oh my god! Oh wait, the torch is downstairs. Should I go grab? Go it? Go grab it. Yeah, okay. we can torch. Let's torch this Let's baby. Torch so yeah, you can torch it and. That's the whole thing. So when I saw that devastation over in Louisville and with the fires, the thousand homes. Yeah. That went up like in, in two hours. Yeah. Seconds. Done. Yeah. This, if homes were built out of hempcrete, those buildings would still be there. Wow. And everything inside the buildings would still be there because of how quickly they were able to put out the fire. That's. They would have, and like there was a, 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 a fire over in the Bronx about two or three weeks ago. Yeah, I, and one in Philadelphia like yeah. right before that. If those buildings were built out of hempcrete, it would have saved every person in that life because they oh would have had God. time to escape. It's incredible. Two and a half hours? Bro, I would move of- my house out in two and a half hours. I'd be like, bitch, I have time. I have time. I'm getting my load. You know? Totally. It's like, <laughs> let's go rent light, a U-Haul. Light on me. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> Let me I pack time. my four biggest suitcases yeah. with all my it's best like, stuff. I think I unplugged my... Did I unplug myself? Oh. No, no, I didn't. Sorry. Okay, okay. there we go. Yeah, okay. Okay, I brought the torch. Oh, perfect. Okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so we are torching hempcrete. Just try not to get the equipment. <laughs> Wow. It's like not just not even lighting. Like what? Watch. It just goes out. It goes right out. Oh my gosh. How is how is every building not made with this? Like So this is literal hemp hay, lime, and water. water. And water. Oh my god, I'm blown away. Like I did see um you'd think that would light something on fire. That was there for 30 seconds. Yeah, we just torched it for a good yeah. 30, maybe yeah. even a minute and it just nope, no, it just like fizzled right out. Yeah. Yeah, it this was is blackened <laughs> but definitely unburnt. It's like unburnt. let's try it with the wall now. Let's yeah. see if uh we can no, I'm just right. kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, so it's it's fire retardant. Wow. It doesn't house mold. Um, Wait, because, yeah, because hemp is like antibacterial, mm-hmm. anti-mold, like mm-hmm. fungal. Anti-fungal. Oh, so my God. These types of houses are ideal for, well, everywhere. Humanity, Ev- yeah. yeah. Everywhere. For every human on Earth. <laughs> but really in, like, weather-stricken areas. Like, super hot areas that are going to be, you know, stricken to fires. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Over there, 
run along the beaches that are hurricanes yeah. and, you know, tsunamis and stuff. But anyway. let's talk about the cost of yes. hemp Crete. Yeah. And how realistic it is to, you know, like build a house out of hemp Crete. Right. And for, well, for normal people to like get this material totally. and stuff like that. Like, so I started a thing in 2018. Sorry, 2017. It was called Grow Your Own Home. Okay. And so my mission is You're to a genius. <laughs> is to educate people on how to grow their own home. This is really, I'm all about people becoming independent um, of themselves. Like yeah. be, be, yeah. be self-sufficient. Self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. You know, like like take and care of yourself. And not dependent upon the government. That's the whole goal. So if you can grow your own home and build it in a year, fuck, do it. You know? Yeah. So I went to Jamaica because I went down in Jamaica. I helped Jamaica establish their whole um, cannabis law and hemp law. That was in 2015. I did the first hemp farm in Jamaica. Their first legal hemp farm ever in Jamaica. And went down there and did that. And then I was talking to the government and I was like, guys, like, let's build hempcrete homes. So it took me four years to get the meetings going with these guys wow. and to be able to Just talk to the minister. Casually talking with the government yeah. in Jamaica. And I was, yeah, totally. And I was like, this is it. And so I presented a whole thing. I went and I gave away a hempcrete home in Jamaica and I gave it to someone. That's amazing. Completely pro bono as an educational push to help the Jamaicans be able to understand that they only need so this is the math ratios okay it's two acres okay gives you a thousand square foot of buildable material oh wow okay basically every acre is 500 i do by twos okay Okay. so if you want to have a 2000 square foot house you grow four acres of hemp Wow. okay it takes four months to grow okay so you grow four and four you have 2000 square feet of, of material so you have the hemp you go and decorticate it, okay? So you have to decorticate your hemp stalks. Wait, what does that mean? Decorticate is a process where it takes the outer fiber, which is the bast, uh-huh. and breaks it off, like basically like peels it off okay. from the inside woody stalk, which is considered the herd. Oh, yes. Okay, so yeah, this does look like the inside of like my Wood. cannabis plants too. Yeah, like yeah. when I harvest when you harvest it. Yeah. yeah. So if you took those That's and dried that. That's why it's not like green. It's like. Yeah, it's white. Yeah. But if you took wow. and peeled the fibers off, mm-hmm. dried it, hardened it, chopped it, that would be considered a type of decortication. But there's machines. And this looks like – it would look like that then? It would, yes. So okay. the machine puts it through, peels off the fiber, leaves you with little chopped bits like this. It can be sized in different sizes. Okay. Um, so I have a company that's like a cat litter company. Our cat litter size is about a little – it's like, like this mid. It's like okay. the mid, but very consistent. Like Wait, there's so no it's, fibers. It's cat litter made with hemp. Yeah. Genius. Yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Everything can be made with hemp, yeah, everything. people. Everything. We can't stress this enough. Yeah, everything. Literally everything. <laughs> oh my God. So yeah, so you just decorticate it. My mind is just being blown. And then you get the proper ratios, which is usually like a, a, a even ratio, like third, third, third. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a little bit more uh, water. You need a little bit more water. Um, sometimes you need a little bit more lime. Like depending on where you are. And um, you can just like throw a little water in, well, stir it. Well, so for a house, you would need all the proper equipment. Like you'd right. need the proper, you know, uh, mixing barrels and packing tools and okay. stuff yeah. like yeah. that. But if you're like doing home experiments, for sure. 
Like nice. that's what yeah. we did with this sucker. You <laughs> yeah. know, I mean, like home experiments are totally Mix doable. But if you're building a house, you're definitely going Sorry. to want to <laughs> have like all of the proper mixing tools. Like if you were to build a house, it would take, you know, anywhere from two weeks to a month, depending on how many people are helping you build the house. Mm-hmm. And it would take anywhere between six to 10 weeks to cure. Okay. So you need it to, and, dep- and that's dependent upon where you live. If you okay. live more in a humid area or more of a dry area, it's just going to be the cure time. Okay. If you're building it in winter versus summer, it's going to be the cure time. If it's raining. Heat, if it's raining, if, exactly. And it's all going to be down to the cure time. Totally. What's like okay. the insulation like? How so, well does it insulate heat and stuff? So it's perfect insulation. Um, it's an R5 value. Um, it's just fantastic. Wow. Um, you can it, – it's its own insulation. Wow. So like you don't need – hemp plus insulation this is is the insulation and whatever (laughs) whatever structure you build it keeps temperature inside so like if it's 40 if it's negative 12 outside it's still like 68 inside like all the time if it's 100 degrees outside it's like 68 inside it like keeps so it's like a a cave yeah it's perfect like cool in summer and it can do proper sound like you can build a um, like a sound dome and the sound is phenomenal with it too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My friend builds domes out of them and the sound is like, it's like perfect. Wow. We need yeah. to get Boulder to take down the, yeah. the shell, the band shell and do a new one. Yeah. With hemp. Seriously. I mean, you totally, it, it, listen, hemp can be, depending on the medium that you build it with, you don't always have to build it with line. Okay. You can build it with like Adobe. Oh, you can do hemp oh, wow. adobe. There's a hemp adobe blend out there. Um, the gentleman that created it actually just passed away not too long ago. He created the blend, but he did create it and it's out there. Wow. So hemp adobe is an option. Um, it's the most beautiful. For all your New Mexico friends. <laughs> oh, man. It's the most beautiful. It's so I love beautiful. Adobe and it looks like adobe. What I have in store is we're working with the Lakota tribe and a couple different um, – Native American tribes to be able to go in and build, you know, 50 to 100 houses as like a prototype, um, you know, for them to then move into moving for those full time versus working with like, you know, trailer park um, trailers and stuff that's Mm -hmm. just a is really unhealthy and toxic to live in and not it doesn't stay forever. Mm -hmm. This will only get better over time. You know, you only have to build it once. And I can't believe (laughs) the like mold like. The, the mold aspect because it's amazing. Like, how flammability mold has been affecting like humans for hundreds forever yeah forever yeah, like forever wow and just yeah with like black mold Dude. and yeah and people don't know that they're actually sick from mold mm-hmm. yeah which is crazy and, yeah. and, and then it really starts affecting your psycho yes like and you I can like hallucinate and shit hundred percent. I have had wow. some friends that have been sick, dude, like sick, had to go to the hospital. They didn't know why they're sick, and it ended up being because of black mold. In their house? In their house. Oh, my God. Yeah, and they just didn't know, but they were, like, fucking, mm-hmm. like, I've dying heard of, sick. I've heard of this. Yeah. Like, oh, so Jesus. It can save – it saves lives. I mean, yes. I'm just stoked. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm very grateful you guys were able to let me come here and talk about Thank and, you. like, express um, – just everything about the plant and on top of that, which is much deeper because this plant is a multidimensional. Like I said, it's yeah. much deeper than just growing this thing uh-huh. and building with it. It's like, it's a healer. Yeah. Yeah. She's here to help us heal yeah. on multi-levels, she not really just does. in the aesthetic world. Yeah. yeah. You know, but yes. in our hearts. Wow. Yeah. 
Wow, this has been so enlightening. Thanks, Healing. guys. And healing, thanks, guys. yes. Thanks, guys. I really thank can't you. thank you enough thanks. for coming. I'm so yeah. happy we were so persistent. Um, where can people find you? Can you list all of your – If you, you can do Instagram, email, whatever. Okay. Um, you can just reach out to me on Instagram. I get way too many emails <laughs> and way too many calls already as it is, so mm-hmm. I'll just keep it at Instagram. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the best. And then, you know, my websites will be linked. Amazing. Danny, you are so insightful. We will have you back anytime and we will definitely have you back soon. Definitely. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, We can talk about more things. Oh yeah. I mean, I could talk forever. I know. I love it. About hemp. So I mean, really (laughs) Yeah. anything you want to know. It seems like you are in a lot of different directions too. So yeah, it's like, do it all. Okay. Thank you you. so much. Thank you everyone. Stay Stay high. high.